Hey everyone and welcome back to the Mystic Podcast. So today we will be covering Season 1, Episode 6 of The Vampire Diaries and the title is Lost Girls. So as we know, the previous episode, Episode 5, ended as a cliffhanger and Elena knocks on the Salvatore door and she says, what are you? So Elena has finally found out that Stefan is a vampire. And today we finally get to see those flashback scenes that I was really looking forward to and we also kind of have the supernatural element of the show really kicking in. So I think from this point on it really goes to show you that The Vampire Diaries isn't just a regular teenage high school show, it has some really cool supernatural elements to it that makes it, you know, non-comparable to other TV series of that age. And I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has been listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to continue covering the episodes with you guys. Each episode just keeps getting better and better. So episode six begins with the whole Stefan montage again. Um, I think they reused that clip from episode five with Elena saying she's not a believer and then there's kind of all those flashbacks of where Stefan showed signs of being a vampire. So instead of the episode beginning straight away with Stefan revealing he's a vampire to Elena, um, we have the flashback scene that I was really looking forward to. And I like how they did it. So Stefan opens the door to leave and we're kind of like time warped to 1864. So the setting is Mystic Falls, Virginia, 1864. And I just want to quickly mention that, you know, because of the whole era and because of we're in the state Virginia, slavery does exist and it is very prominent throughout the series. We see the old Salvador house, so the big white house is actually the original Salvador house and we have our first appearance of Catherine. Catherine is such a badass villain and from the first appearance of seeing her, I was so excited. I love the costumes. Like I said, I'm, I'm a sucker for those like costume dramas. Her appearance, her acting. And when I remember when I first watched The Vampire Diaries, I found it hard to believe that Nina Dobro was playing both roles. I mean, of course, they look very similar, but just the way of acting and the behavior, like everything is so different from Elena. So it's really easy to distinguish, not just appearance, but acting wise. It's easy to distinguish which is Elena and which is Catherine. And because this episode is mainly focused on, you know, Stefan revealing he's a vampire, um, Bonnie and Caroline are absent in this episode and also there's no major event or party so you know for every episode we've had like you know founders parties and um car washes and comets and so on but this episode there is no um event happening in the town however a lot happened in this episode so i i imagine that this is going to be another long one you know last time was my record longest episode it was practically an hour this episode is probably going to hit the mark too by the looks of it. So we switch back to the present and we finally have the moment where Stefan reveals that he's a vampire. So it repeats from episode five, you know, Elena asking Stefan, what are you? And instead of Stefan saying straight away, he says, you know, and there's this really tense moment and there's like this silence. It's so tense and dramatic. And then Stefan finally says, I'm a vampire. Wow, I, I really wish that I could relive this series again. Um, out of all the TV series that I've ever watched, I think Vampire Diaries is the one that I really wish I could 
relive again because now it's like I kind of know the storyline from watching it several times and even though I still I still feel like the drama is intense and I'm excited for like the next moment there's nothing beats watching it for the first time and I think that once Elena hears Stefan say in actual words that he's a vampire she's kind of in denial like even though she sussed it like hearing it hearing the truth is a whole different matter so she kind of you know runs away and is trying to avoid Stefan and I get that Stefan wants to reassure Elena and he's panicking but I feel that Stefan makes it worse like when she runs to the car he vamps runs to her and then she runs back home and then he appears in the Gilbert house like even though he doesn't plan on harming her or hurting her, he's really going about the wrong way because Elena's in complete shock. She's just found out that her boyfriend is a vampire. And another thing is, you know, Stefan begs Elena not to tell anyone. And it's not just for his cause. Like, of course, if everyone finds out that he's a vampire, it's dangerous for him because, you know, there's the founder's family that would go after him. But he's also saying it for Elena as well. So for Elena to have this knowledge, it's dangerous, he says. And, you know, she finds out that the animal attacks, the so-called animal attacks, were in fact all demon. And Stefan says one interesting line, which is, I never wanted this. And from this line, I kind of viewed it as there's two meanings to this. Um, the first meaning is, you know, he didn't want her to find out. He didn't want her to know the truth and for things to change between them. But a second meaning I kind of grasped from this line was maybe he didn't want to become a vampire. Like He never wanted this for himself. So, you know, there's no right answer, of course, but this is just two ways I interpreted this line. Meanwhile, um... Damon has fed on Vicky and all of her friends at the cemetery so he's probably fully energized now he's he's had a good full meal and he's pouring gasoline on the bodies to burn them um, so obviously he's trying to cover his tracks so you know Damon is a pretty smart vampire Damon is calling Stefan for his daylight ring so because he still doesn't have his ring he can only be outside at nighttime and Stefan says he gave it to Zach but Damon manages to suss out that Stefan is lying. And, you know, after the phone call, Damon is like walking and he hears Vicky. I think she was coughing or something. And he sees that Vicky is still alive. And he says, you just don't want to die, do you? And I really feel for Vicky. I mean, even though I don't like her as a character, she's, she's never been my favorite character. And you'll see why in the future. <laughs> without revealing any spoilers but yeah um i dislike her more and more throughout the series she's always like the chosen victim of damon in the beginning of the series we also see a scene of stefan standing outside elena's house so again i think this is this has two meanings behind this action so the first is you know he's waiting for elena uh, but the second reason the main reason i think is he wants to protect her from damon so obviously Damon doesn't have his ring and he's pissed off. So he doesn't know what Damon might do next. So he's standing outside the house to protect Elena. Really sweet scene. But one thing I'm curious about is, you know, if this is such a small town and everyone knows everybody. Um, I mean, if I saw like my neighbor's house, 
like the boyfriend of my neighbor just standing outside the house I would be concerned like why is he standing there all night and probably say something but again this is a tv show so these small details aren't really taken into context it's the next day and we see Stefan and Elena at the Mystic Grill. So I'm guessing that, you know, Elena's giving Stefan the chance to like, you know, hear his situation for him to explain everything. And, you know, I'm not surprised that Elena wanted to meet at a public place because, you know, she has just found out that he's a vampire. She's not really comfortable to be alone with him. And, you know, Elena asks about vampire law, like all the typical vampire facts. So she says she mentions garlic. But, you know, Stefan was able to eat garlic. Um, she asks how he can walk in the daylight. And Stefan explains that the, the ring that he's wearing protects him from sunlight. Um, then she asks about crucifixes and he says decorative. She asks about holy water and he says drinkable. Um, and then um, she also asks about mirrors. And then he says that it's just a myth. We get to learn about the vampires in this series. Like what is the same as vampire fiction and what isn't the same. Of course, every vampire series is different, like what vampires can and cannot do, but I think my favorite setup for vampires is probably the Vampire Diaries. I keep comparing to True Blood, but True Blood, there's some things that I didn't really like. For example, when they die, they like explode into this gunk. And then, yeah, there's just so many things that I don't really like that much about True Blood compared to the Vampire Diaries. And Twilight I think I've only watched once so I'm not fully aware but I do know that each vampire has like a different ability um which I don't really like I like the fact that all the vampires are the same in the vampire diaries it just makes it easier and it makes more sense let's see Stefan also explains that he drinks animal blood so that's why he's not as strong as Damon and you know Elena says if you knew about Damon and what he's like, why would you let him get involved with Caroline? And then Stefan says, you know, forcing Damon not to do something is more dangerous. So we've watched six episodes. By now, we see that Damon's personality is very impulsive. Um, he doesn't care. If he wants to do something, he'll do, he'll do it. If he wants to kill someone, he'll do it. So, you know, in a way, Stefan is implying that, you know, it's it's better than Damon killing Caroline. You know, at least he was feeding on her and healing her and compelling her, so she didn't really have any knowledge of what was going on. Um, if Stefan would have tried to stop that, then Caroline might have, you know, been dead. Well, Stefan says that there's no other vampires in Mystic Falls anymore. So there was a time when the town knew of vampires, and it didn't end well for anybody. So it didn't end well for the humans, nor the vampires either. So... Yes, Mystic Falls, well, the name of the town says it all, but there's always been some kind of supernatural factor to this town. And there used to be more vampires, which we will learn about uh, more in season one, later on in season one. Stefan asks Elena to just give him the day, you know, give him the day for him to explain his history, um, you know, to ask any questions. And by the end of the day, she can decide what she wants to do. If she wants to stay with him, if she wants to keep this a secret, and so on. We are headed to the cemetery where, Sher where Sheriff Forbes and Logan are at the cemetery. All the bodies have been burnt. And I'm pretty surprised because, you know, I guess that it's a small town. So if one incident happens, like, the sheriff can be there straight away. But at the same time, you know, I'm surprised that they found out so quickly. Like, they're there early in the morning already finding the bodies. So they're very quick at their work. And, you know, Sheriff Forbes thinks that 
the vampires are trying to hide their tracks. So she thinks it was vampires that did it. Logan seemed, you know, kind of skeptical at first. Like, would a vampire go to this length? But um, Sheriff thinks that he's underestimating them. And Logan is asking what story they should run next because they're going to run out of ideas at this point because they've been running the whole animal attack story, but then they found the mountain lion. So if they do an animal attack story again, it's like, oh, so there's another animal out on the loose. Um, so Sheriff says they should run the story that it's a drug deal gone bad. And I mean, I guess it's realistic because they were on drugs and they were in possession of drugs. But I just didn't feel that Mystic Falls was the type of town where there was like drug deals and like drug involved gangs like existing in the town. Um, and Logan also mentions that he got the Gilbert watch and you know they're kind of like walking around the site and sheriff Forbes finds vicky's state id and you know she mentions how she went to high school with her mom so i'm guessing that they're the same age so we see that damon is now back home at the salvatore house and we see vicky sleeping on the couch so it looks like damon um, took Vicky. So he burnt all the other bodies, but he decided to take Vicky home with him. And I found it funny how Damon was worried about getting blood on the couch. And um, he sees that she's really struggling. You know, she's kind of like half unconscious. And Damon says, you know, he's so going to regret it, but he decides to feed Vicky with his blood. And of course, his blood will heal her. When I first watched this series, I thought, you know, they can just feed on any human and like heal them and then they're done. But there's always the risk that if they die with vampire blood inside them, that they turn into a vampire. So, you know, they don't want to have to deal with a new vampire and having to like look after them and everything. So I guess it makes sense that they just decide to compel the humans instead. By feeding her, he knows that, you know, she could turn at any moment if she dies with his blood in her system. Stefan and Elena have driven to the middle of woods and Elena seems alarmed. And of course she is. She probably decided to meet him at the Mystic Grill because she was scared to be alone with him. She's found out that he's a vampire. And, you know, now he's taken into the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere. You might even think that he's trying to murder her, right? To keep his secret. But in fact, Stefan is there to show his old home. And he says that, you know, these ruins used to be his house. And last week I mentioned about how I wasn't sure about the origins of the original Salvador house. You know, it's been so long since I watched season one that I kind of had to brush up on my facts. So yeah, the ruins were his original house. You know, Elena says, well, it looks old. And Stefan reveals that he's been 17 years old since 1864. And the look on Elena's face is priceless. Um, of course, as the viewers, we know that he's been alive since the 18th century, but this is the first time she's hearing it. And he mentions that both Stefan, both him and Damon were born there, and they used to be the best of friends. So even though there's this sibling rivalry and hatred between them now, they were in fact really, really close um, when they were humans. So we have another flashback, and we see Catherine flirting with both Stefan and Damon. So she runs off with the football and, you know, Stefan and Damon are kind of like chasing with her, or kind of chase after her. And it's here that Elena finds out that Catherine as well is from 1864. So, you know, 
by the way, Damon was saying it, you know, she thought that it was a recent breakup, but it was just Damon doing that on purpose to make her insecure. And in fact, Catherine is from 1864 as well. And at this moment, we don't know if Catherine is a human or a vampire yet. We, the viewers, don't know that as well. And there's also, in the flashback scene, we also see Catherine and Stefan in the gardens. And we see Damon back from war, so he's wearing his army uniform. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Virginia was very much a state of slavery. Um, they were on the Confederate side in the Civil War. So that's why it kind of goes with the theme. Damon was fighting on the Confederate uh, for the Confederate Army in the Civil War. And it seems that Damon left the army voluntarily. So it's not, be it's not that he came back from the war because they lost it's because he's left midway through and because Stefan is still 17 I guess he wasn't drafted um I think Damon's like in his early 20s so that's why he had to go to the war he had to fight for the confederate side and um there is more civil war scenes in the future I'm pretty sure in like season seven or something we see more flashbacks and we see more of Damon's story of him fighting in the war Catherine is saying she will need someone to escort her to the Founders Ball. Both of them are kind of like a prit. So I think Damon is like saying it's my... One of them says it's my pleasure and Damon is kind of like bowing. So here we kind of see the whole sibling rivalry happen between the two of them. So it was really Catherine that caused the rift between them because they looked so close before. So because of Catherine, now they have this hatred towards each other. And... Even though she's the cause of their rift, I, like I said, I can't help but root for Catherine. Like, I really love her. I, I tend to love the villains of TV shows. And she says, both Salvador Brothers coming to my rescue, how will I ever choose? And the way she says it as well, she's just really playing and toying with them. And it's revealed that Catherine chose Stefan. And Elena finds out that that was the original Founders Ball. So they were at the first ever Founders Party. And then she remembers that, you know, the names Damon and Salvatore on the original registry was actually them. I would have thought she would have realized it earlier, but yeah. And Stefan mentions that Damon doesn't get mad, he just gets even. So of course, because Vicky, you know, drank Damon's blood, she's fully recovered and healed. And, you know, Damon compels her um, to say that they will party all night. Vicky doesn't seem to have a problem with it. And she asks for another hit. So because she's a drug addict, um, I guess the vampire blood as well is addictive to her, maybe, because it makes her feel energized. So she just thinks it's like a party drug or something. And they're ready to party and wreck the place, which we will see later on. We switch back to Elena and Stefan again. And, you know, Stefan says that although he took Catherine to the ball, he was her date. She ended up spending the night with Damon. And he says that it turns out that, you know, Catherine, she wasn't ours to steal. Catherine was really playing with them. And at this point, we don't know if she liked one more than the other. It really felt like she was just playing with the both of them. You know, maybe she liked the both of them. And... We have a clip of Stefan and Catherine in bed, kind of like making out. And he says that he will love Catherine forever. And Catherine says, forever is a long time. And here we find out that she is a vampire. So I guess to her, she knows what forever means because, you know, she's immortal as well. And she gets vamp eyes and starts feeding on Stefan. So 
you know, we kind of see that Stefan was also in the same vulnerable position that Elena and Caroline are. You know, he was, the role was reversed and he was the human that, you know, was unknowingly being fed on. And it's the next day and Catherine is getting dressed by a maid. None of the maids or slaves are, you know, have any lines for this episode, but Catherine's maid is very much a main part of one of the storylines of season one. So you will see more about her soon. And we see that, you know, Stefan is really shocked and scared. You know, he doesn't know what's happening. He he doesn't he didn't know that Catherine was a vampire. And Catherine compels him to keep it a secret and she says that they will continue on. And she says she has a future planned for her, Stefan and Damon. So, you know, was she planning on having like being like a threesome couple or something? And, you know, Stefan says that she compelled the, each of them to keep the secret from each other. So here we know that she was the one that kind of like pitted them against each other and by compelling the each of them to keep it a secret it's kind of like makes the other one feel that they being the compelled one feel that they are superior to the other or they're more liked by Catherine whereas she was doing it to the both of them and you know Stefan picks up Damon's ring so he ended up so we find out that he hid Damon's ring in the ruins and now Elena knows what this ring does and how this can help Damon to you know, enable Damon to walk into the sunlight. She says she doesn't want to give it to him. And Stefan says that if he doesn't give this ring to Damon, he will hurt Elena. So he has no choice. We have a scene of the founders gathering together and Sheriff says to the mayor that they are working on it. But um, the dead bodies that were found early at the cemetery, they were townies and druggies. So no one's really going to be suspicious. And, you know, Maya says, you know, it's a pretty convincing story. Um, no one's gonna, no one's gonna be suspicious. And they also talk about how Vicky was supposed to be there, but she isn't part of the dead body. So she's disappeared somewhere. And they also finally assemble the watch and they say it's ready. So they're planning to make their move on the vampires. Next part is Damon and Vicky partying and she's really high on blood and Vicky mentions how she's over Tyler and she's into Jeremy so first so at the beginning we kind of just see Damon you know partying with Vicky for the sake of it when she mentions Jeremy Damon becomes interested because of course Jeremy is Elena's brother and they're kind of like dancing around he kind of like vamp speeds to upstairs near the ceiling um they trashed <laughs> Stefan's room and it's a really iconic scene, this Damon dancing scene. You'll see it a lot on like memes, I think, of like the Vampire Diaries. And the music is really good as well. And, you know, they're trashing Stefan's room, being careless, partying. But he sees Catherine's picture, he picks it up and he kind of gazes at it. And we kind of sense that his mood has changed. So I did mention in the first episode, I think, that, you know, this Catherine picture is used a lot throughout season one. You'll still continue to see it. And the song switches to 21 Guns by Green Day. Really love that song. And we can tell that the mood has changed. So at first they're like, you know, I guess there's like, you know, different types of drunkness. So at first they're like the happy, go-free, carefree, partying drunk. And once the song has changed, it's like sad, crying, drunk face. So Vicky is crying. She's dancing with Damon. She's talking about how her life sucks. So she says that her mom spends most of her time with her boyfriend. And she doesn't even remember her dad. But from what she's heard, he's not even worth remembering. And 
Damon says, you know, your life is so pathetic. And Vicky continues on by saying that Matt is the golden boy. He'll get a football scholarship, marry Elena, um, have a lawnmower and some babies. And Vicky says she can't think of a future. She can't imagine her having a good future like Matt. And Damon says, you know, you are so damaged. And he knows what he can do to help her. And then he ends up killing her. It was such a quick neck snap. I don't really know the main reason why he killed Vicky. Part of me thinks that he was feeling sorry for her because of her life. And the second reason is because, you know, he hasn't got his ring yet. And he wants to do something to cause some drama between Stefan and Elena. But anyways, Damon is kind of like, seems bored. He's like walking around the house, avoiding the sunlight. He still has no ring. And Vicky wakes up. And she doesn't believe she's dead. She just thinks she passed out um, after getting high on, you know, the blood. And she thinks that Damon is wasted because Damon is trying to tell her that she should be careful. You know, she's a vampire. She's dead now. Um, but I guess from a, you know, a normal human being's point of view, if they've just been partying, she probably thinks that he's just high on something. And at first he's saying, you know, he's warning her to be cautious. But then he changes his tune and says, actually, you should go and see Jeremy and tell Elena I said hi, tell Stefan to call me so he's really using vicky as bait so we see the sheriff and logan and logan is the one being handed the watch um and he's off to go alone to search for the vampires which i knew from the get-go that that is not the best choice okay we know that vampires are stronger than humans and all he's handed is eight rounds of wooden bullets to weaken the vampire and then one stake to kill the vampire and, you know, Logan's never killed a vampire before, and he's acting so confident, uh, which only bites him in the back afterwards. Vicky arrives at the Gilbert house, and she looks super high. She's wearing sunglasses. She's saying that the sun is killing her. Um, she makes out heavily with Jeremy, and then she kind of smells his neck. And then, you know, she says she's hungry, so she just barges in and gets all the food out of the fridge and starts eating it. And, you know, Jeremy says you're high, it's the middle of the day, and, you know, I get it. From a normal person's view, it would be strange to see, you know, their significant other high all of a sudden in the middle of the day eating loads of things, but Jeremy isn't really one to talk, okay, because he was also high in the middle of the day. He was high at school before. We see in episode one that he's stoned in the school bathroom, and Elena chases after him, so he's not really one to talk, but I guess now that he has a girlfriend, now that he has Vicky, he's saying goodbye to the drugs. So from hearing what Catherine did to both Stefan and Damon, Elena asks if Stefan ever did mind control on her too, like Catherine did to him. And Stefan explains the whole meaning of the necklace that she was given and how the necklace can protect her from vampires. And he said that he gave it to her to protect her from not only Damon, but him, which is really sweet. And Stefan said that no matter what happens between the two of them, she should always keep it on. Matt has arrived to pick up Vicky. You know, Vicky is looking a complete mess and she's starting to say that her gum and her jaws hurt. So we know that she's transitioning to a vampire. So we can kind of assume that her fangs are developing and she also seems to be very sensitive to like light and sound. Just one sound is probably like 1000 times louder to her right now. And 
Um, on the news, Logan is reporting about the cemetery and how dead bodies were found. And, you know, Jeremy is questioning Vicky, saying, wasn't that where they were the other day? And Vicky kind of panics. She pushes Jeremy and we see that she has more strength than usual. So because she's in transition to a vampire, she has more strength than the average human. Um, Stefan and Elena also arrive home and Stefan seems to know that she is transitioning just by looking at her and he compels her to reassure her and this was one thing I was surprised about because I get that you know vampires can compel humans but I never knew that the compulsion would work for a transitioning vampire as well um that's yet another thing I'll have to keep a lookout for in future episodes to see if this did happen other times Stefan is taking the lead he says to take Vicky upstairs, shut the blinds, keep the sunlight out. So, you know, Matt and Jeremy go to take Vicky upstairs and Stefan and Elena are left alone. So Elena asks if Stefan knows what is happening and Stefan says that, you know, she's transitioning. She's transitioning into a vampire. He mentions that she would die if she doesn't feed. Basically, once you're fed vampire blood and you die once you're not automatically a vampire you actually have a choice from then on if you want to become a vampire or not and i think it's a pretty short time space it's like 24 hours it's a pretty big decision to make in 24 hours if you want to live forever or die um personally if i was in vicky's shoes i would choose to transition because although vampires yes they are immortal but technically there are ways that they can die and realistically, if you wanted to end your life, you could stake yourself anytime. So although you have the choice to live forever, it can also be taken away from you anytime. You can be staked by someone or you can stake yourself. So I wouldn't want to die straight away. And I'd also want to experience the vampire life. So I would choose the transition. And Elena is rightfully worried that Vicky is alone with Matt and Jeremy. Um, but Stefan says that her memories will start to come back. And I guess that means that right now she doesn't know what's happening, but by the end of the time span of the 24 hours, they naturally know that they need to make the decision if they want to be a vampire or not. And we're taken to upstairs where Vicky and Jeremy are hugging each other. And Vicky, I guess, starts to smell the blood from, Je from Jeremy's neck. And she panics and she runs out the house. And Stefan whispers to Elena that he can track her. And the way Elena says, just go, like she's just ordering him around, just using him. And I don't really get the whole tracking of vampires, I guess. You know, I understand that wolves can track each other from the scent. So, yeah, I don't really know how vampire tracking works. Like, can they sense each other or hear each other? They don't really explain that. But, yeah. They don't really explain that, but apparently he can track her. So Stefan has gone to find Vicky as well. So we see Logan alone walking around with a compass in the woods in the middle of the night, which is just such a bad idea. And the compass starts flickering towards the old cemetery. Switch back to the Gilbert house. Vicky made such a mess in the kitchen. I was really surprised to see just how many plates she got out and all the food everywhere. Like, I really feel bad for Elaine and Jeremy having to clean up after her. And Damon knocks on the door. Elena tries to force the door closed, but of course, Damon's been invited in. So even if she closes this door, he's going to be able to enter anyways. And by the way Elena is acting and how she's kind of scared of him, 
um, Damon kind of figures out that Elena knows. Elena asks Damon if he will kill her. Damon says he won't kill Elena right now. Um, and then he mentions something about a great agenda. So this kind of implies that, you know, there's a reason that Damon came back to Mystic Falls and he has something planned up his sleeves, basically. So Damon asks where Stefan is because he needs his ring. And, you know, and, you know, Elena is saying, you know, Stefan had to clean up his mess. You know, he's sorting out Vicky and Damon says she will thank me for it. And then and then Elena says, did you thank Catherine? And once she mentions Catherine, he kind of backs off. I personally think that, you know, Damon always had a soft spot for Elena, um, even at the beginning, probably because she looks like Catherine. You know, she resembled his first true love. And it always gets me to think, you know, what if Elena didn't look like Catherine? Would Damon have killed her on the spot? Would Stefan have even fallen in love with her? You know, even though I really see the love between Stefan and Elena and well, this is kind of a spoiler, but I think everyone knows by now Damon loves Elena as well. Because it's like, the love triangle is very well known, even if you haven't watched the series. But I always think, like, did one of the reasons they start to love her, you know, start from the appearance? Because she looks similar to Catherine? We'll never know. And yeah, that's one thing that kind of makes me curious, I guess, every time I watch the series. Stefan has finally found Vicky in the woods. She's sitting down, she's crying, and she's starting to remember everything, and she remembers how she was compelled. And through this, we see that, you know, compulsion works as long as they are human. So if a human starts transitioning into a vampire, everything they've been compelled of in the past will be revealed, so they will be able to know everything. And even though, you know, I dislike Vicky throughout the series, I really felt bad for her in this moment because she doesn't want to die, okay? She's still like, I don't know, like 18 years old or something. And she still has a whole life ahead of her, okay? Even if she can't see what her future is going to be like, she doesn't want her choice, you know, the choice to survive to be taken away from her. And Vicky asks to go home. She just says, I just want to go home. And I guess she was maybe ready to die by the looks of it. But at that moment, Stefan is shot out of nowhere by Logan and he's down on the floor. I guess because Stefan is feeding animal blood, just one bullet, one or two bullets, you know, makes him really weak. Logan is literally about to stake Stefan, but Damon comes to the rescue, as he usually does. He feeds on Logan, um, pulls out the bullet from Stefan and mentions to Stefan that if anyone is going to kill you, it will be me. So by saving Stefan's life, he has this huge leverage to get his ring, which he does. He gets his daylight ring back. While they are in discussion, we see Vicky feeding on Logan, and she says that she's sorry, you know, she couldn't help it, and then she runs off. So Stefan says no. So I guess Stefan wanted Vicky to die because it would be easier for him, right? He wouldn't have to deal with looking after Vicky if she died and you know Damon just says oops like he has no care in the world he's got his ring back and he also picks up the compass the Gilbert watch so now the founding families don't have that in possession it's not a threat to them anymore as of this moment Damon Stefan everyone is gone from the scene and we see Sheriff Forbes finding that Logan is dead I guess she's regretting the decision to let him go alone with the compass um, so after everything, you know, Stefan 
comes back to the Gilbert house. Lena is outside and she genuinely looks really worried and she's worried that he's bleeding. So even though she just found out that he can heal, she seems to be worried that there's blood on him. And, you know, Stefan says that he tried, but he couldn't. You know, Vicky fed and then she ran off. And I kind of got the feeling that Elena also seemed disappointed that Vicky turned. I'm guessing that the both of them secretly wanted her to die because they wouldn't have to deal with the aftermath. And, you know, Elena's panicking. She's like, what am I going to tell Matt? What am I going to tell Jeremy? You know, she doesn't want to continue lying. She doesn't want lies. And, you know, Elena breaks up with Stefan. And, you know, she says that she promises she will keep his secret. So she's not going to reveal to anyone that he's a vampire, but she can't deal with the drama. And the music during this moment really grabs my feelings. Like the music in this moment really makes it all the more intense. So at first there's the instrumental version and then the chorus starts and it's just so perfect. And, you know, Elena closes the door and Elena is crying and you know because vampires have super hearing i'm guessing that stefan probably would have heard her crying from outside it's just so emotional and the song um the song title is called down the song makes it all the more dramatic and that was the end of the episode oh my god that was such a good episode i think that episode six has been my favorite so far you know, so much happened in this episode, even though there was no like major event or party going on in town. We had so much going on. You know, we had flashback scenes. We got our first appearance of Catherine. We have Elena finding out about Stefan and about vampires. We have Elena and Stefan's breakup scene at the end. We have Vicky transitioning, turning into a vampire. And then we're also curious as to what the founding families will do next now that they don't have the pocket watch. So from this episode, you know, it really gets full of like supernatural elements and it only gets more and more intense and dramatic as the series goes by. Um, so I, yeah, it's my favorite episode so far. So let's move on to my favorite and least favorite character segment. So as I said, there was no Bonnie and Caroline in this episode, but I still found it really good because at the end of the day, especially the first season, the trio, Elena, Stefan and Damon are really the main characters. And so the story plot is mainly revolved around them. You know, they're the main characters. So my favorite character would have to be, if I had to choose one, it would have to be Catherine because she's the ultimate bitch, <laughs> but I love her. She's the best villain. I love her acting, her appearance, everything. Yeah, I don't really have a least favorite character for this episode because obviously I love Stefan, Elena, and Damon. And even though Vicky isn't my favorite, I felt bad for her. I have no hate towards Jeremy or Matt this episode, so I'm going to have to go with Logan because he's Logan. And I'm not really sad at all that he died. So right now they're killing off characters that we don't like, which is good. You know, they killed off Mr. Tanner and then Logan. And I just really wish I could relive this series again because I really wish I could see Catherine again for the first time. And like, yeah, so I'm really envy you guys if you're watching this for the first time. And our next episode is episode seven and the episode title is called Haunted. And this is a Halloween episode. So I guess because, you know, this series was on the CW, they ran it, you know, unlike streaming series, they ran it one episode a week. 
So when this episode was released, it was actually real-time Halloween season in 2009. I'm looking forward to seeing a Halloween episode, and also we get to see Vicky as a vampire. So it's going to be another exciting one, you guys. So I'll see you next Sunday with our new episode. Please go, you know, subscribe, save our podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And our socials, our Instagram is at The Mystic Podcast. Our Twitter is at The Mystic Pod for regular updates. And I will end this podcast episode with my favorite song of episode six, which was the breakup scene music. And the song title is called Down. It's coming